0: Welcome to The World in 10, your daily update on the biggest stories from around the world as seen through the eyes of The Times of London. I'm Steve Holden.
1: And I'm Rebecca Myers.
0: The story we're starting with has been dominating the news agenda here in the UK for almost three weeks now, I'd say. It's about a mother of two living in a very quiet village in the north of England who just went missing. And as far as anyone can tell right now, she just appears to have vanished.
1: Her name is Nicola Bully. She was on a dog walk, on a team's call, with work, on her phone. And 10 minutes later, as far as the police can tell, she was gone. The dog and her phone were found by another walker, but the police have found no trace of her after almost three weeks of searching. From the start, they've stuck with the theory that she fell into the river.
0: The problem is they haven't found evidence to prove that yet. And, Rebecca, there has been war-to-war coverage on this, hasn't there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a story that's really grabbed the nation... And yesterday, Lancashire police gave a new statement on Nicola's disappearance, saying that she had alcohol issues and was struggling with the menopause. Now, this is an unusually specific detail on a case like this. Uh, The family have said that they were aware that the police were going to release the statement. They understand why the police have done it. But it has caused in some quarters a backlash.
0: And it's this backlash and what Lancashire Police have said in this case that The Times has been exploring today as part of its lead story. And the paper's crime editor, Fiona Hamilton, has spoken to Zoe Billingham. She worked for Her Majesty's Inspectorate of Constabulary until 2021. And Fiona can explain what she said.
1: Billingham asked why, if that information was relevant... It was not released much earlier in the inquiry. She questioned whether it would do much good in finding Nicola now and she said the statement stopped her in her tracks. She also questioned whether such information about someone's sexual reproductive health would be released if the subject in the inquiry was a man rather than a woman. Zoe has called on Lancashire to explain their motives on this.
0: Rebecca, this comes at a time of real crisis, doesn't it, for some police forces in the UK?
1: Absolutely. Trust in police is very low at the moment across the country, particularly among women. Um, We've just seen the conviction of one of the worst known serial rapists in the country um, who was a police officer. And while that is not linked to this case, that is not the same police force. It's a really important part of the context of trust in policing.
0: And all the while bringing this back to Nicola Bully, there is a husband here and two girls, her daughters, who are missing their mum with no idea where she is. And her family have today that people end what they call the appalling speculation about her private life. I think anyone listening to this um, that reads about China and its history with protests knows that the authorities there take a very hard line when it comes to the people who are protesting. Anyone who questions the Chinese government's decision-making process or its laws can often be challenged, even punished, and there's probably lots that we don't know. But take a listen to this. This is from some video that we've got on The Times website today.
1: So video footage has now come out of hundreds of pensioners demonstrating in two Chinese cities. They've been demonstrating against cuts to some of their key health benefits. Yeah,
0: basically China has spent billions on the pandemic to cover the cost of testing, etc. And they need to get that money back somehow. So they've cut state-provided medical payments to the elderly. So if someone got £290 last year, they'll get £120 this year. Not an insignificant drop. And one
1: protester said, this money is very little, but to old people, it is life-saving. People are not prosperous, so every little bit of money is hugely important.
0: I guess one of the reasons this is interesting, because it marks a shift from how we typically see protests and demos as something that's more suited, more associated with younger people or students, not elderly people
1: very unusual. And it also comes off the back of those high profile protests at the end of last year against China's COVID lockdowns. In the end, as we know, the Chinese government moved away from that legislation, moved away from the zero COVID policy, but it fits into a wider pattern of events that are absolutely fascinating.
0: Yeah, whether people in China have got a new desire to protest, maybe a newfound bravery, uh, Beijing has definitely tried to suppress these protests of elderly people, as you would expect. But could its older generation possibly reverse another controversial government decision?
1: And now to Turkey, where we have another brilliant dispatch from Hannah Lucinda-Smith, our reporter on the ground in Turkey as relief efforts from the earthquake continue.
0: It really is. And one thing about this story, um, I don't know if you agree with me, Rebecca, about the coverage in the Times and the Sunday Times, a lot of it is the pictures just Mm. captured by photographers around the world, especially those big drone shots, which really show the devastation.
1: The photos are astonishing. And this particular report, it's about one particular building, a luxury apartment block sold in adverts as, you know, a piece of heaven, um, which has collapsed during the earthquake. But its facade has kind of almost stayed completely intact. So the photos are just unbelievable yeah
0: it looks like it's just fallen off sideways doesn't it
1: yeah it's it's really something to behold and and hannah reports that the contractor who built the block was arrested when he tried to leave the country on friday which seems to be more and more what we're seeing in turkey at the moment
0: and this story will no doubt keep developing and hannah's coverage as well as our other reporters who are on the ground not just in turkey but in syria as well have produced exceptional reports
1: Now, a bit of sport for you, Steve. What a time for the Wales Rugby Union. Yeah,
0: they have been struggling in the Six Nations tournament and behind the scenes, they are now struggling with a possible strike by players as well.
1: Yes, players are unhappy about a number of contract issues, including a system where only 80% of the salary is guaranteed and the other 20%, they say, is only reachable through unrealistic bonuses. Uh, Former Wales captain Sam Warburton wrote a column on the Times website saying this is not just about the top players, it's actually more about the second or the third choice regional players on £50,000 who have families and mortgages and don't know whether they will have a contract at the end of the season or not. He supports the strike.
0: Yeah, last night they had a union dinner. Some of the players walked out in protest before the starters had even been served and it might even jeopardise the game against England this coming Saturday. And then the biggest problem might actually be the furious rugby fans Rebecca when you think of a quintessential British designer Dame Vivian Westwood was right up there wasn't she?
1: At the top, at the very, very top. Um, she was, she was a real, and I think still is a national treasure. She died last year at the age of 81, but she is a global fashion icon who obviously the British are very, very proud to call their own. And um, A-list stars from music, film, fashion worlds have all been in London agreeing with that, that particular take. They are paying tribute to her at the Southwark Cathedral just around the corner from the offices. Um, probably should have snuck out on our lunch breaks to take a look um, for a memorial service to celebrate her life.
0: Let's hear from the person that they're celebrating, shall we? Uh, this is an archive interview with Dame Vivian Westwood.
1: It's really an urban gorilla look, but it has got certain gestures towards tribalism, and that's where the little loincloth comes in, and um, a little kilt is what I'm wearing. That's an alternative over these trousers. They've got lots of details in them, zips, and there's a strap that goes round the leg that, is, that looks restricting, but it's not.
0: The outfits of the crowd are predictably amazing. Uh, She was a cultural icon. Some of the people who attended, Victoria Beckham, Posh
1: Kate Moss, one of the OG British supermodels.
0: Uh, Arguably Britain's biggest rapper, Stormzy.
1: Christina Hendricks
0: uh, She played Joan in Mad Men of course and Helena Bonham Carter uh, She also wanted the church full of tartan which was her signature print Of
1: course <laughs> And um, and also London Fashion Week starts here tomorrow The whole event will actually be dedicated to Dame Vivian with exhibitions of her work many of the designers likely to pay tribute to her so it's a real moment for British fashion this week and speaking of British icons, Steve, and probably one of <laughs> our our most famous cultural exports. I
0: mean, are you hungry? Because you will be. Because fish and chips is a staple of the British diet. How do you have yours?
1: This is, I don't know if I want to necessarily admit this publicly, but I have fish cakes, which are like...
0: The posh (laughs) version, no, like a mishmash.
1: The cheap ones that they sell for like a pound at the fish and chips. Those are my absolute weakness with (laughs) loads of ketchup,
0: vinegar or no vinegar,
1: vinegar definitely, but also ketchup. Is that awful?
0: No, no, no. I love it. Put it all on with mushy peas as well. Oh, Uh, of course. The reason we're talking about this is because the Times has published the seven best fish and chip shops in the UK. Uh, The one that sticks out for me, a place called Harbour Lights in Falmouth, which is a wonderful seaside town in the holiday destination of Cornwall
1: and i love to see maggie's cafe and hastings on there i personally think hastings is the sort of the mecca of fish and chips in the uk um it's they still land a load of catch fresh on the beach so you can kind of walk down the road and pay a pound for a fresh fillet just cooked up straight off off the shore which is absolutely amazing
0: i'm not even joking i am hungry now (laughs) Uh, you can find the seven best fish and chip shops in the times piece online
1: That's all for today. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: And don't forget, if you're enjoying the journalism that you hear on this podcast, you can take out a digital subscription to The Times of London. When you make
1: decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer.